everyone to another episode of Lance Skurve. Lance Skurve here. Glad to be back. You know, I usually speak on high vibrational situations. That's just me. I like to talk about those things about on a spiritual level, on a cerebral level. I can get a little crazy sometimes, as you well know. So after I did a show, a recording last night, while I was doing a little bit of editing and you have yet to hear this wonderful show, I'm not going to even amp it up even more. I'm just going to put it out there. That's for another time. But I usually play YouTube videos, things I'm interested in. I'm, I'm a big boxing fan. I still follow bodybuilding. And I put those things up as I'm editing. It keeps me company and it keeps me up with what's going on. So last night or really early this morning, I clicked onto that Tucker Carlson interview. It was very interesting. And the person that he was interviewing, I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to say who he was talking about. You see the photos in front of you. You know how YouTube can be. If you mention names and you speak about people in a way that they don't like, right? So we're going to make it very hard for them to try to take this stuff down. It's out there already, right? But me, I'm that bad kid in the classroom that whenever whenever anything happens, it's me who did it. So I'm going to be very, very careful with this one. But what I am going to say is that I'm going to put the link below for this full interview. I gave you a snippet. Right, of what they were talking about. But as this has been revisited, in a sense, I can say I don't know why it was revisited. All of this information has been out there for a very, very, very long time. So I asked myself, why now? But I never really got into this guy who has always been out there, the uh, mysterious circumstances surrounding other people being deleted, basically everything being cleaned up so that the campaign runs smooth with no dirty little secrets or skeletons coming out of the closet. That's a common thing in Washington. We know, or if you have enough sense to understand that it's a projection, imagery, the promises, the background, we clean up our resumes Many of us, when we go on the job interview, we nip and tuck little things on our resume, the majority of us, because we want everything to look good. And if you have a period of three months when you are not working, the interviewer is going to ask you that. Well, from um, this point here, you know, from January to April, it, it shows that you weren't working. What were you doing? They have the right to ask you that because they need to know. They need to know before they hire you Okay, you are out of work, you were looking for work, but you made your money this way or you had savings or you took a course, you want to take a break. Maybe you had a family member that was ill. They want everything to be logical. Well, in politics, when you're going to run for an office, especially the biggest one in the land, you better have everything about you cleaned up, nipped and tucked, And any skeletons in your closet, they need to be taken out. And that closet needs to be clean. So even if forensic people went in there, there's not a trace of anything that can smear your imagery. Now, if you don't know that's the way it goes in this world, 
and especially Washington with elected officials from the top all the way down to the local, then something's wrong with you if you don't realize that by now. I'm going to have to say that because I played this and it was one of those situations where I said, okay, I heard about the interview. Everything is there. Let me click on this. I didn't even intend to speak on this because really this is old news. So why am I bringing this up? Well, am I bringing it up to smear another black man? No. Am I bringing it up to uh, 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 speak about how bad he was or maybe he was this way or, or I don't know. We don't know. We won't know. But I find it interesting on how he spoke, this gentleman. And if you ask me, he's very, he has a lot of credibility in this situation. Because rumors were going around long before, locally, right, of things that happened. And because I'm not some big personality or really out there like that, I have a little sizable thing for a hobby going on here. But because of my 22 years online and, and the hundreds of thousands, if not, I'm not saying I've spoken to millions of people, but my name has gone out there. And I don't say that in a narcissistic manner. I'm just saying it because I get my stuff out the dirt, meaning that I don't pay for followers. I don't do the artificial things or go after people. I've done a few things in the past. I'm not perfect, but pretty much I've met a lot of authentic people that have tipped me off to things long before they came out, but I never touched it. There are pastors out there that I know about through what people have told me, but I would not say anything. It's not my business, but with this situation, and as I listen to the interview, and again, it's going to be down in the description area below the first thing down and you just click on it or copy and paste it. The link to this interview is going to be there. The only name I mentioned is Tucker Carlson. You, 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 you can see what we're talking about by the banner and that little snippet that you heard. But my thing is, the reason why I'm speaking about this is because the gross deception and deceptions that we have put in front of us and played over and over and over and over again until we believe it, until we feel we know it until we run out and defend someone we really don't even know. Am I saying this is true? No, I'm not saying it's true. There's some credibility to it. Whether you believe it's 100% or 1%, something happened, right? And when you use your logical mind and you listen to what this man is saying, and he is not making any bones about what he likes to do and what he does, really and truly, I'm not going to applaud him because of what he's saying. That's not my style. But if, in fact, he is not a plant or somebody put out there to smear the character of another, I have to applaud him, even though this is not my lifestyle. He's telling you, this is who I am. According to this interview, this is who I am. This is what I like to do. This is who I am. And if this is true, I have to applaud him because there's no deception with him. And usually you find someone in a situation where there's deception who is the most honest one out there. It it makes me it reminds me of when Mike Tyson went through his situation back in 1991 where he was in prison for 
three years, I believe. They said six, but I guess it was good time. And he was the only honest one up there on the stand. Because that, I can't even call her a young lady. Not because, you know, she went to his room. We all do things. <laughs> I know a lot of secrets. Not because of that, but because Mike Tyson told it like it was. And he was railroaded, you know? And he was made to look so bad. And why did I bring up Mike Tyson? Because I don't know his personal life like that, but I've heard things. The bottom line is that look now. Look now how many people, many Caucasians, and I'm going to pick on the Caucasians now, back in the day. Oh, Mike Tyson is an animal. Oh, he's a rapist. Oh, he's the filth of the earth. He's the scum of the earth. He's this, he's that, whatever. And now today, and especially now, okay, he got out. He bit Evander Holyfield's ear. That made things even worse. He lost a year out of boxing. Yeah, well, he did do that because Evander Holyfield was illegally butting him. But that's not to go off the subject. What I'm saying is that in 2023, and maybe you're listening to this audio a couple years from now, but in 2023, everybody loves Mike Tyson. He's grown as a man, an individual, and you can look back now and see why he was the way he was. So we threw off on, not me, I understood him the whole way. I always defended him because of his upbringing, his background. Yes, if you had his upbringing and background, you'd probably be the same way too. But nobody saw him for being intelligent. Nobody saw him for being very philosophical. Nobody saw that side of him. They chose to see the side they wanted to see. So coming back up with this situation, with these men in the picture, right? Many of us choose to see reality a certain way according to what we want to see. And with the one who was running for office, I will say, in my opinion, we were so duped into believing this facade now you see him as a family man. You see that he has children and a wife. They played it perfectly, right? Maybe what they played perfectly was reality. Maybe it wasn't. But this speaks to other things, especially in the black community. Well, in every community, but I'm focusing on us right now. See, many of us have people in our family who are living a double life. The facade or what they project to the world is something different than what is really going on behind closed doors when they slip out for that late night walk because they ate a little too much. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go by myself. I'm going to take a little walk. And somebody meets them in a vehicle and they get in the back seat. You know what I'm talking about. We don't like to face our demons. We don't like to see the demons in the ones we love America for the most part and we know politics it's split but a big part of America saw this man as a savior a big part of America in the world had their eyes on him so let's just say for example this whole interview was 100% true it may not be I'm not saying it is but let's just say for the sake of conversation, that it's 100% true, right? Then we've been duped. 
We've been fooled. And many of us as black people, you know, American Africans, we are always looking for a savior. We are always looking for that one to bust through the clouds and save us. I'm here to tell you, ain't nothing coming here to save you. We're here to save ourselves. We have everything within to save ourselves, but that's how we're wired. That's why we get duped and hurt every time there's a pastor that gets caught up in a sex scandal or a drug scandal. This is why every time something happens with our politicians that we honored so much and the media built them up to be Superman, when we find out that they're human, we get our hearts broken. It's good to look at the best qualities that we have on the inside. But we all are struggling with something. We all have what we would say is a character flaw. But I remember that time in 2004 when the world first saw him. They went crazy over how he spoke. And we didn't know who he was. And we all have the right to have a past. I'm not digging dirt up on the man. All I'm saying, when the next one comes, when the next savior comes and is built up to be the one that's going to save us, that we feel this connection to, that's manufactured and engineered, when it feels too good and it seems like it's something that's too good to be true, well, guess what? It, it probably is. It probably is. And when you look back on those eight years, who did he really help? Because most of us who are into politics, we couldn't believe how well this man was fashioned. It had to be God. He had to be the savior. I mean, we saw pictures of him superimposed with Martin Luther King and Marcus Garvey. They didn't put him next to Malcolm X, right? You saw that he was going to church and who his pastor was. They even came down hard on the pastor for saying certain things in the past. I'm not even going to say the pastor's name. It's all here in this link that you can click on and listen to. And then maybe you'll listen to my words afterward if you have a problem with what I have to say. But we're too gullible, y'all. We're too gullible. Stop looking on the outside for your savior. Stop. And I'm, I'm not saying wait on a handout, not on a financial level, because we built that country and we deserve. But don't wait on it. But more so, don't wait on the handout of enthusiasm to get up and do something. Because we will look at someone on the external side and say, oh, he's for us. He's going to save us. He's going to change things around. But at the same time, we have a lack of unity that if we had true unity and didn't have the envy and the jealousy and wanting to covet somebody else's achievements, we would already be there. And when and if a savior came, they can just help kick the ball along on something that has already been going on between us. So we are hypocritical. We will look to a man like this and say, oh, things are going to get better now. But you'll sit there 
and be envious of your next door neighbor because his house might be a little bigger than yours. What he does might be a little more, more known out there than what you do. We all have destinies. We all have things that we do well, whether the world knows about it or not. But we have so many dysfunctions that we don't want to face. So many black people came out against this man for saying what he said. And again, it may be true. It may not be true. It may be a combination of a little bit of both. Right. But by him coming and saying this thing, which the evidence, what little evidence there is, is his hearsay, but his circumstances, as you will hear in that interview, that mm, it's kind of hard to ignore. And it's validated many things, and it's not adding up. So is it about what happened in the backseat of a limousine with uh, substances? It's not really about that. It's about how we are so fooled by these manufactured engineered images that are precisely cut and, 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 and fashioned that we suck down. Maybe that's the wrong word to use for this particular uh, show, but I'm going to say it anyway. We suck it down with no reserve. We go in hook, line, and sinker. Let me just throw a burp in there. Afterward, we just might burp <laughs> and, and have a good aftertaste in our mouth of something that is false. Now, I don't do them things. Not to no man. I'm a hetero. But it's the circumstances. See, how many times have we gotten angry? I'm not thrown off on anybody in particular. But how many times have we gotten angry when maybe a neighbor from around the corner called or a neighbor from across the street called us or saw us and called us over and says, listen, when you're going to work, your daughter is running up a lot of guys up into your house. I'm not going to sit here and not speak on it. I'm not going to sit here and ignore it and tell everybody else, but this is what I'm seeing. And maybe they might have, we have camera phones now, video or photographic proof of this happening. And because you have such an image of your daughter on how she treats you, you just know that she's a saint. It doesn't mean that this is not a phase and she won't go on to be a fine young lady who is pristine in her ways. But dealing with reality, a lot of us have a problem as black people when it's not the narrative that we think it should be. And then we want to get mad at the messenger. But then you find out that she's pregnant and now it's true that she's been doing things that you didn't think she was doing, right? Sometimes you have someone, you're a woman, you have a mate, you have a husband, you have a man, and he has a great reputation. He's a man of the community. He may not be somebody who's an elected official or somebody big in the church, but he's known as being one of those pillars of society that you wouldn't mind living next door to because he's such a great and helpful and morally upright man. But then rumors spread that he has been seen in certain parts of town and picking up people that look like women, but may not be. 
Well, I'm quite sure in the world there's a six foot five woman out there. I'm quite sure out in the world, naturally, there's a six foot five woman who may have shoulders a little so broad because that's in her genetic encoding. But in the red light district, with a long weave, there's something that appears to be a woman, but has a big Adam's apple, big hands, hands huge like a catcher's mitt, big feet, look like size 15, looks like they can get on their knees, no pun intended, and still reach up and slam dunk a ball from their tall and they jump into the car that looks like your husband or your husband's car. And you're in denial about this. But then you notice that sometimes he takes a little bit too long to come home. Or sometimes he will go out at night to Walmart or Target. And those are sometimes and oftentimes 24-hour stores if you don't live in America. No, right? He wanted to get some chips. He had a craving for some chips. But when you put it in the wagon... You know, when you were shopping a couple days early, he said he didn't want them. Now he wants them. I mean, he could. Maybe that's true. But then you get photographic proof sent to you in your phone through WhatsApp. And that person is not in your context, but you see the number and they never pick up when you call. And you see proof that it was a tranny or a trans or whatever you call them now. Jumping in the front seat of your husband's car. And you can't deal with this. So either you confront him and speak about this or as many people do and many of us do, we live in denial and it pressures us because we see the red flags and we don't want to have the illusion broken. It's painful to learn that you've been fooled. It's painful to see that someone that you love has been a fraud and it's painful For this man that's on the banner in the smaller picture to be accused or have someone say something like this after we glorified and we felt so good and the man speaks so well and the man's a handsome man. There's no mother out there who would not want a man like this to be married to her daughter. You wouldn't wouldn't reject him as being your next door neighbor. You would trust this guy, the image that was put out. Now, am I saying he's a bad guy? No. Am I saying that he should be demonized because of things that he did in the past if he did do these things? No. But the reason why I'm speaking about this is is the responses that have come out over the last few years, because this guy's been talking for a long time, because the illusion, if it is an illusion, okay, again, I'm not taking sides. But the illusion of what was put out there for him, and he didn't do it himself. He was chosen for this position. He couldn't have manufactured the imagery and come out of nowhere with with, with the resume that he had. He just shot from being a senator all the way up quick. And he was made to be perfect. Now, nobody's perfect. But if you remember how everyone was going on and at that time I was driving a bus in Orlando, Florida and I heard the conversations and you know I drove through black neighborhoods I know how to talk to my people I never had any problems out there in the streets for many years 
Hats off and much love to those who ride the 21 bus route out in Orlando, Florida. I did other bus routes, but that's what I did for many years. And I got to know that in the 319, which used to be the 1922 route back in the day through Richmond Heights. Those folks are my family. And when I used to work in the jail in that same part of the world, many people lived in those areas. So I have a special connection to those people there. But I will have to say many who lived in Orlando and all over America were duped. Now you saw or I heard people who didn't understand the political process saying some very outlandish things, which let me know that our emotions were manipulated because we saw what appeared to be a black man up there that we can identify with, that we're proud of, that broke all the stereotypes. Because stereotypes are still around. And we felt that with his imagery shared out to the world, that it was going to help to make others understand that we're not all thugs. We're not all thoughts, prostitutes, and just want to be rappers and, and in jail and locked up, that we can be intelligent and we are intelligent and we are the best. So that hit and struck a nerve deep down. Then the whole thing about reparations came up and we said, wow, he's a black man, so he'll understand. But he really didn't have the black experience like you and I. You know, and and I will say it publicly because it was put out there publicly by Judge Joe Brown in an interview that we did, how this person is one of the richest people to have held that office through other things that were never spoken about because they said, oh no, he was just a community organizer. He became a senator and worked his way up. But there's so much about this man you don't know on other levels. I'm not even saying about this particular story that Tucker Carlson interview. So there are layers to this thing. So we have to be able to discern. That's all I'm saying. We need to face our demons and the demons and the other people that we love head on because there are layers to this thing. And we have social media and we have uh, uh, the news programs and the debates and these things are put out there purposely to influence the way you think. But many of us would have caught a bullet for this man. The whole world was jumping. It wasn't even just in America. All through Kenya, all through the, the motherland, wasn't even their election, but they were like, yeah, you know what I mean? We see one of us up there. But really and truly, was he really? Because at the end of the day, the rainbow was a little more enhanced than what they got. Other people, right? Not throwing off on what they call Latinos, but he didn't do anything for black people. And it didn't mean that he had to give us something. But we thought that, listen, treat everybody fairly. But when it comes our turn to face the issues of our community, what the hell did you really do? And we thought so much different. So this is not about mudslinging because I feel he didn't do anything for the black community. Because frankly, the black community needs to do a lot of things for itself. Right? But take advantage of having a person who might look like you in office and he failed miserably. That's the way I feel. No venom. Because I knew it from back then. I spoke on it from back then. You never saw me thinking that the world's going to change and my world's going to change. Because when you look at it, what they call the hood 
still looks like the hood. The problems in our community on the downtrodden level is still right there. Eight years with him in didn't do anything for us. So the facade is being stripped, I feel. I feel this man has some credibility and do not come in this comment section with no foolishness until you listen to the interview. You probably already know most of it already, but the way this interview flowed, you need to listen to it. I'm dropping the link right there. First thing that you can see down in the description area, click on that and listen to it before you come at me. We need to straighten ourselves out. We need to understand that we are our own saviors. Every Sunday, Saturday, depending, it'll be a Seventh-day Adventist. I don't know. But we go on to the church and same old thing. He's coming through the clouds and time is going on and we can do for ourselves what is projected out there to do for us. I could not believe on the bus what I heard leading up as the debates were going on and the process was going on and it seemed more and more like he really had a shot at winning. He was going to win anyway if he had one vote. <laughs> you know what I mean? When they want you in there, they're going to make sure. So to me, it was idiotic. You know what I heard people say? As I drove the bus, I didn't turn around and say anything to him. I'm listening to this. Yeah, that, that you know, I'm not going to say his name, right? We're going to make sure that this platform that I'm on is going to have to reach because all you got is photos and no names were mentioned. So I'm going to need you all to go, go to bat for me if they try to strike me down. There's a lot of funny businesses going on. But anyway, there was one guy I heard, one older man. Yeah, <laughs> when he get in office, I'm telling you, oh man, I've been waiting for this all my life. Oh man, you know, I got a whole lot of debt and I know when he gets in there, he, he going to pay it off. What? And you've been waiting for this all your life? That, to me, was the epitome of how low we can think. Not all of us think that way. You sitting on your backside, waiting all your life. So what happens if this savior didn't come along? Just like the other one that is sometimes brunette and sometimes blonde, but always Caucasian. And you've been waiting all your life for the Savior to come, not realizing you are your own Savior. So what did you do with your life if you have to wait for this next man to come who doesn't know you, who doesn't care about you, to pay off your debts? You make debts, you have to pay them off. You have to pay them off. Certain debts will get you locked up. And maybe you might want to flee the country. That's a very popular thing these days. Fugitive, right? But it's amazing to me. And then the other ones who attached, you know, they damn near called him, you know, JC. I can say Jesus Christ on the video, right? Without being struck. That's the name I, I can say. They, they were trying to make it seem like that was him. I even saw a photoshopped engineered visual photo that had his face cropped, co copied and pasted on the imagery of how you display Jesus Christ. I was like, these people are going crazy. So now to hear something like this come out, it's a hurtful thing for many because this is so far out. Me in my life, I have seen so much. This does not shock me because it's a balanced thing. It doesn't mean everybody has major demons like that. 
Like again, we're not saying this is true. We're not saying it's false. It's speculation, but it could be true. And me personally, what I will say to attach my name to this, I say this man man has some kind of credibility. Unless he's engineered as a fraud to come against who we're speaking about. When you watch the pieces fall into place and how he recaps everything, there's definitely something here. So am I getting into the sensationalism because I want lots of hits? I don't get much hits anyway. We know how this channel goes, but you can't stop me because I'm passionate about what I do. It's not not about hits or popularity because really I'm a very popular hermit. (laughs) I'm a lone wolf, right? So I'm not out here. Please, please come, come and all day, every day, whatever. I sit down. I have a life that I live now that I can produce more content with ease. Just sit down here, push a button, talk, hit a few buttons, boom. I can go harder, but this is a good pace for me. So I'm not looking for anything. I'm just talking to my extended family and asking you who don't really realize to think. Not just about this situation, which is the past, but for the next one that comes and is presented to you as the savior. Don't let it lock up your life. Don't let it have you in suspended animation thinking somebody's going to do something for you because of all the people who held that high office. If you don't cut the grass in your front lawn, it ain't going to get done. If you don't go and get health checkups to see how your health is and the status of your health, I don't care who's in office, you got to do it. When it comes time for you to earn and you work and you budget yourself, it's you who has to pay your bills. Nobody else is going to do it for you. Hopefully you can vote in somebody who may uh, cover a dilemma you have and more so on a local level, how it works, because the one that holds that highest office, he's not the one that you go, go to to fix that broken light, to fix the roads in your neighborhood. It ain't happening. You got to do it. And our unity as a people is the only thing that's going to bring us up. Until then, we can posture on YouTube and act and talk about unity and revolution and all these different things because we just want to sound good. But we're not really about the sacrifice and putting in the work year after year after year. This is a popularity contest for many people. And I don't play that. I don't want to be if I have the luxury of a transition bed. I don't want to say deathbed, but transition bed. Looking back. On the years I put into this thing And it was only for something shallow That I didn't get when I was a child My parents gave me lots of hugs And attention And I didn't come out of childhood Screwed up in the head Now if you have issues from childhood I feel for you I pray for your healing I will help you with your healing But there's so many frauds out here That sometimes people look at me Like I'm a fraud Am I a fraud? Really? But all those who know me down to the years before, long before social media or computers and YouTube, way back before Steve Jobs even had a job, right? I was a kid. And you have credibility with the people that you come up and the good brothers I have and sisters. I don't just say friends. No. Once you get a certain, past a certain point on the chronological level and you really appreciate their spirit, how they live, what they represent, Right? It's more than just friends. It's a divine thing. And if more of us had that in our lives, we wouldn't be fooled so much because we'll be able to see the falsehood from the truth. 
So let me ask you before I go. Do you feel that there's credibility to this story? And that's on a whole other note, right? Do you think it's a great possibility? Do you think it's 100% true? Do you think it has no credibility? Now, this is just for conversation's sake in the comment section, right? Let me know how you feel about it. But like I said, it could be true. It may not be true. This is not an attempt to smear the man's character, but this stuff is being put out there. And why do you think it's being pushed right now? Don't come at me. I'm the messenger. I'm the guy who puts up the stuff that's thought provoking. And I want you to think, and I want you to share your thoughts. Thank you so much for your participation. I'm here. I'm going to be working on some other stuff. Lance Curve out. You know that I love you. Like, share, and subscribe. Peace.